What's going on, world? Welcome to Changing the Narrative. This is a show where we discuss everything from politics, philosophy, theology, social issues, economics, and more from a biblical perspective. The main goal of this show is to find truth. What is the truth about all these matters, and how should we respond once we have a greater understanding of the issues? Let's discuss. What's going on, y'all? Peace. Happy New Year. Anyway, uh, let's jump right into it. So this is a short show, but very, um, I would say, potent in terms of the information. Today, I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Clay Clark, who is a um, talk show host of a podcast called The Thrive Time Show, which is a business podcast rated number one six times on iTunes for the best business podcast. And Clay is also the host of the Reawaken America Tour. He also got an award for the U.S. uh, SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, um, host of the Thrive Time Show. That's the name of the uh, podcast. And um, he's also a Forbes business coach. And the uh, Thrive Time Show is probably my favorite um, business podcast. Definitely a lot. It's very comical. He has a lot of energy. It's insightful. He gives you practical advice if you want to start a business, grow a business, um, how to have more work-life balance, how to prioritize just every aspect of business in general in general, and entrepreneurship. So uh, very, um, very insightful, definitely. And in this show, we talked about entrepreneurship, but we also talked about COVID. You know, it's always funny how COVID pops up in the, in the um, conversation. But anyway, he talked about this guy by the name of Yuval Noah Harari, and he played some interesting clips from him, and you guys will hear the clips. And Yuval talked about the agenda behind COVID and the purpose of COVID and things like that. Um, now, wh- why is he important? He's important because he wrote a book that's become popular, and it's it's been promoted or read by um, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Bill Gates, and Barack Obama. Um, I remember seeing a photo of Obama carrying his book, if I'm not mistaken. But um, so this guy, his uh, he's becoming popular in in these circles, and also he speaks at the World Economic Forum. And um, for those who don't know, the World Economic Forum is an organization where a lot of diplomats, high-profile politicians, and and uh, heads of state meet, and also other people as well. But it's it's like it's kind of a big deal. They meet at Switzerland every year, and they discuss the future of the world. And some would argue that they are deciding the future of the world. But the, these are a lot of um, powerful people, basically. You know that can pull some strings and make things happen, you know, and, and shift culture and, and, uh, the world in, in general. But, um, anyway, Yuval has spoken, spoken there and, uh, he has some, some, uh, popular books, books circulating around. But after I listened to the clips that Clay played on the, on the uh, show, I went and did a little bit of research, just wanted to look into the background of this guy, see where he's coming from, who he is. But anyway, he's a professor, of uh, the Department of History at Hebrew University, and um, he he said a few things in a few speeches that I listened to, and he talks about the technical ability to redesign humanity and uh, bioengineering, 
getting artificial intelligence and merging it with uh, biology. He talks about uh, linking humans to computers, um, the combination of artificial intelligence and bioengineering to create new traits that are different from basically, you know, the, the standard human being. Um, he said something like, the earth will be dominated by entities that are super intelligent, that have no minds, no feelings or emotions. Um, he says, humankind is about to gain divine powers of uh, creation. Um, we're in the process of becoming gods or divine powers. Um, and yeah, we're in the process of becoming gods. And, and the question becomes, what do we do with our new godlike powers so to me sounds a little alarming um but this if you notice this is this whole artificial intelligence um idea is becoming is becoming very trendy and you know the world is becoming more digitized more digital but these are the people that are putting out these ideas and these ideas are being adopted at the highest levels um and so I would say, I mean, you know, we, we need to question this and maybe pump the brakes a little bit and see, what, you know, ask what, what is behind this? Where are we going with this? What, why should we adopt this philosophy? Um, in my opinion, you know, it seems like we're trying to redefine creation. Um, this philosophy seems more man-centered. It's more humanistic. It's not really putting God at the focal point. Um you know, I mean, we, we do need a savior. We can't save ourselves, obviously. Some would beg to differ. I'm sure Yuval Noah Harari would probably beg to differ with that. But um, I think this is what this agenda is all about. You know, man becoming the center of his universe and basically just scrapping God and say, you know, forget him. We, we're going to control this. We are becoming gods here and we're going to dominate. Um and I think that can become dangerous because, you know, even, I mean, you know, look at human beings now where we haven't merged with um, artificial intelligence or robots. And I mean, how are we doing with the way that we treat each other now? How, how are we running civilization as it is now without having these so-called godlike powers? How are we doing now? Right. You guys could answer that question for yourself. So just imagine if we were to become these super intelligent entities like he's saying. I mean, what would happen? You know, we're on the verge of destroying each other now, you know. So what would happen if we increased our powers? Not saying that mankind can't do good, but I mean, you know, if we were to gain some crazy powers like like what he's talking about. I'm sure you could just imagine. But anyway, um, we need to, you know, dial it down, bring it back. Let's come back to reality. Let's humble ourselves. You know, some people don't want to hear that. That's just the reality. That's that's where we are. But um, anyway, you guys will hear the clip that Clay Clark plays. And I think you'll find it very interesting to say the least. And I'm going to provide some links to Clay Clark's show. I'm also going to provide a link to Yuval Noah Harari's speeches so you can hear them for yourself and um, check out this whole movement about the Great Reset and all this stuff and, and Klaus Schwab. And you guys will get an idea of what these uh, powerful people are uh, trying to 
or where they're trying to push us into. And on that note, let's get started with the show. Peace. Thanks for coming on the show today, Clay. I, I greatly appreciate you. Th thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to get started um, about how I found out about you and then talk about some entrepreneur entrepreneurship and uh, things like that. But uh, originally, I found out about you through some different media sites. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Alex Jones or Richard Grove. And um, I saw that your website had like a a big library of information about COVID, the Great Reset, Dr. Fauci and all that stuff. What made you develop that site to, I guess, expose all this information that we weren't shown in the mainstream media? Well, I knew that the models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID-19, those models were 100% false. Um, so I, I knew that. I knew the models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID were false. Uh, before the lockdowns, I knew that the polymerase chain reaction tests were falsely calibrated. The PCR uh, COVID-19 tests were falsely calibrated to inflate the cases. The inventor of the tests, uh, Kerry Mullis, has said on camera that uh, Dr. Fauci is a liar and that his tests could be uh, falsely calibrated to inflate cases. Um, I knew that the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. And so I just began documenting all that at, at uh, timetofreeamerica.com. And uh, as I kept, kept meeting with mayors and governors and senators and congressmen, they, they kept asking for additional pieces of information. And, and as I met them, I just kept uh, organizing it and adding to it. And, and now uh, timetofreeamerica.com is sort of like the go-to uh, website for, for many people at this point who are looking to know the truth about the Great Reset. Absolutely. Um what made you go down this rabbit hole? Was this something that you were like researching before the pandemic or did you? Well, just... I mean, it's the it's the biggest limiting factor for uh, America. I mean, I, you know, I have 160 clients and they're all wonderful people. Uh, I don't work with clients I don't like. You know, I only work with clients that I do like. And uh, these are restaurant owners and photographers and videographers and, you know, just the salt of the earth, dentists, doctors, lawyers. And they're all saying, you know, how am I supposed to feed my family if my business is supposed to be shut? And I thought that was a great, a great question, you know? And so I uh, just began uh, uh, trying to share the truth with as many people as possible. And uh, it's really, the, the, you know, I just believe if you want to just stay within the box and just follow the narrative, then it's I, perhaps easy to, to miss this stuff. But I, I uh, have never stuck within the box. I've, I've always... Uh, uh, questioned everything all the time. And I, I think that's a big part of why I've been able to have success as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Um, did you have any pushback when you put out this information? Oh yeah. I mean, I think I got banned on LinkedIn, uh, before the lockdowns happened. I, you know, lost my YouTube channel. Uh, many family friends still will not uh, talk to me today, which is, which is fine. I mean, it's par for the course. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I happen to have the, the truth on my side and on people out there that want to know the truth about what's going on. I share it with them. Uh, there are some people that, uh, don't want to know the truth. They would prefer to not know what's going on. And those people tend to, uh, not like what I have to say. So I try not to engage in those conversations with them unless they ask for information. Okay. Um, now you recently wrote a book called homo deuce. Oh, yeah. The homo deuce. Yeah. OK, so that book um, kind of touches on the Great Reset. So for those that don't know what the Great Reset is, can you give like a, a brief explanation about that and what your book is about? Yeah. 
Yeah, if you go to time to freeamerica.com, time to freeamerica.com, um, you can download the book for free. And uh, the spokesperson for the for the Great Reset is Yuval Noah Harari. This is all Yuval Noah Harari. He's the top advisor for Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, and uh, he is appraised by Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates. So Barack Obama, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates. He's praised by Stanford, Harvard, MIT. Silicon Valley. And uh, this is Yuval Noah Harari. He was asked recently, uh, what's the Great Reset all about? This is what he said out loud. Listen to this, folks. Here we go. Ideally, the response to COVID should be the establishment of a global healthcare system, a basic healthcare system for the entire human race. I mean, COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance, even in democratic countries, and it makes surveillance go under your skin. Just imagine the situation when everybody goes around all the time with some biometric bracelet or other device that constantly monitors what's happening inside your body. So the moment your body temperature starts rising or there are other signs that something is wrong, the uh, health authority knows that you're sick and you're isolated, and that's it. That's the end of the epidemic. If we had such a system today, there won't be COVID. The same system that can know if I just got COVID or I have the flu can also know if I'm angry or if I'm bored or if I'm happy. And many of the things that I, 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 I visit a lot, both Europe and North America and China. And one of my main impressions is that many of the things I talk about and people in the West react with apprehension and fear. In China, the reaction to exactly the same topics is excitement. Wow, we can do that. So that's what the Great Reset is all about. Mm, okay. And is that what you think COVID is about as well? Yeah, COVID-19 stands for Certificate of Vaccination IDAI, Certificate of Vaccination IDAI. And you've all know Harari and Klaus Schwab tell you openly, out loud, their plans uh, whenever they get a chance. And then Klaus Schwab has also written a book called The Great Narrative, The Great Narrative. He's also written a book called The Great Reset, uh, which talks about the fourth industrial revolution. Okay. So do you think COVID was used as a pretext to roll out this Great Reset? Um, yes, and it's been planned since 1971. Wow, and I'm not sure who was involved with the plan in, in during that time, but was it Kissinger? Yes, Henry Kissinger suggested to Klaus Schwab that he should he should start the World Economic Forum in 1971. 1971. Also, Richard uh, Nixon got us off the gold standard in 1971 per the recommendation of Klaus Schwab. So much of that is is all. Uh, related to Henry Kissinger. Uh, Henry Kissinger was the one who recommended in large part for America to open up relationships with uh, China, trade with China. And so all this is coming together right now. And uh, it's uh, it's disturbing. And I hope America wakes up in time. Okay. Um, how much time do you have? Uh, I have uh, six more minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, so moving on, let's talk about entrepreneurship. Um, what made you want to become an entrepreneur? I grew up really poor and I wanted to stop being poor. <laughs> and what was the first step that you took to not or, or stop being poor? 
Uh, well, I, I started a business, uh, which uh, later you know grew uh, quite large, but it was called djconnection.com. It was an entertainment company. I started out of my parents' basement and uh, started that uh, business. So began DJing for high school events, middle school events, um, then weddings, then clubs. I kept growing it and growing it and growing it. And I looked up and I was, I think, 24, 25. And we were doing 4,000 events a year, almost 80 events per weekend. And then I started a photography company. I started the uh, Tulsa Bridal Show. It was a big bridal show for brides, like an exhibit show for, for brides who are trying to plan their day in a day. Um, I started a, a videography company. Um, and then today I work with 160 brands, either as a partner, as an advisor, or an investor. And uh, so that's and that's all documented at thrivetimeshow.com, uh, thrivetimeshow.com. And I also provide all the books I write for free um, at thrivetimeshow.com. You go to thrivetimeshow.com forward slash re forward slash free resources. So thrivetimeshow.com forward slash free resources. And people can download any book I've ever written. And I'm always putting out books. You know, I think, I think the homo deuce was uh, book 19 or 20. And I have another one coming out next week uh, there. Cause I, I tend to write books in batches. So I've got one more coming out next week. And, uh, but yeah, so I just encourage everybody. I mean, we have workshops that we do every two months and entrepreneurship is very doable. Everybody can, uh, you can become a successful entrepreneur if you want to. And we have a workshop we do every two months and uh, we let people, uh, you know, we tell people the tickets are $250, but you can pay whatever price you want to pay. So if, if $250 is too much for you, that's fine. I get it. I think everyone needs a hand up at some point, not a handout. And uh, if you go to thrivetimeshow.com, you can catch us at the next uh, workshop. And we've launched many, many millionaires. And uh, we have over 2,000 client success stories documented at thrivetimeshow.com and the testimonials button, uh, because I like to document the success of clients that have, uh, that have successfully implemented the processes and uh, systems that we teach people. Okay. What would you say are the most in-demand skills today or um, you know, for someone that's looking for something lucrative to get into and they're looking for a skill, what would you say are like maybe the top three, top two skills to to learn? Um, I don't know that I, I look at it that way. I think it's a good question, but I, I look at entrepreneurship as a four-step process. So step one, you have to find a problem that people have. Step two, you solve the problem. Um, step three, after you solve the problem, you want to nail it and scale it. So you want to, it's so step one, you find a problem. Step two, you solve the problem. Step three and four, step three, you you try to sell a solution. And if humanity will not buy the solution from you, uh, then you probably shouldn't nail it and scale it. But if they will buy the solution, you should nail it and scale it. So again, you find a problem. Step one, step two, you solve the problem. Step three, you try to sell the solution. And if the market buys the solution, then you try to nail it and scale it. Okay. How many hours should someone be putting into their business? Well, I wake up every day at three and I work until about six every day, every single day, six days a week. So whatever that is, that's what three to three to three would be 12. And you add on three, it's 15. So 15 times six. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, I work 90 hours a week. That's what I do. Uh, I'm not saying you should do that, but that's what I do. Um, and I just encourage everybody, you, you got to understand that both the book, book of Genesis and the book of Exodus in the Bible encourage you to work six days and rest on the seventh. Uh, but in 1938, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the president of the United States, who was a socialist, he came out and recommended the 40-hour work week. And I've never met uh, anybody who's super successful that works 40 hours a week. And we've interviewed on our show, I mean, you know, Grant Cardone and uh, Wolfgang Puck and NBA Hall of Famer David Robinson and countless uh, success stories at thrivetimeshow.com. And all of these 
wonderful people who are successful have achieved success. Uh, but in route to achieving their success, I have yet to meet one of them that had worked a total of 40 hours a week. I think you really do have to work six days a week if you want to develop any type of traction at all. Wow. Where do you get all the energy to wake up at three in the morning and work till six? Well, I go to bed at nine, you know, <laughs> so I go to bed at nine. So and I, okay. and I don't and I don't have any distractions, really. So um, I don't, um, you know, I, I, I don't um, have things that I'm involved in that would pull me away from what I'm wanting. I have five kids, right? So I come home at six and I put the dad, the dad mindset on focus on the kids, but I'm not, um, you know, perpetually distracted by things that of not of my choosing. And so I think it's a lot of what I don't do. You know, I, I don't watch uh, random movies. I don't uh, get involved in conversations or debates with people uh, that, that aren't on the, and I get up every day and I make my to-do list uh, and I make my calendar and I just stay on that to-do list. And I find that a lot of great, well-intended people get caught up in perpetual distractions. That's crazy. I'm single. I don't have any kids and I don't, I don't, I don't work 90 hours for sure, but. And I'm not saying uh, you have to, I'm right, just right. saying is I'm willing to, and I, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm good at it and I like it. So. Okay. So you have an upcoming business conference in February, I think. Um, what can people gain from that? Like somebody who is an aspiring entrepreneur, they don't really have an idea yeah. what they want to do yet. Well, well, at the conference, I mean, I, I teach people uh, all of the processes and systems that I implement, you know, so I guide people down a proven path. And that proven path that I guide people down um, is very, uh, very linear. You know, I, I'm not uh, dancing around, throwing out ideas. I'm teaching you what actually works. You know, I, I have a one of the largest, um, you know, uh, dog uh, training franchises that I'm a part of. I have a men's uh, grooming haircut lounge I'm a part of. I've got uh, an outdoor living business I'm a part of. These different businesses that I'm a part of. And what I try to do is teach everybody at these workshops all the stuff that we do to make these uh, things successful. Okay. What would you say is the key to not being poor? You got to find a problem. You have to solve that problem. Then you have to go out there and sell that solution. And you've got to nail it and scale it. And I think a lot of people uh, are trying to create a problem to solve it, or they're trying to solve a problem that nobody wants to solve. You have to find a problem that the world has and go out there and attempt to solve it and then try to sell the solution. And if people don't want to buy the solution, then quit trying to sell it. Mm. Kind of sounds like uh, what happened with COVID. They uh, created a problem, came there up with go. their own solution. <laughs> they did. And what you said is super accurate. And that's, that is what COVID is. And that's what you're going to see right now with the global financial collapse. You're going to see this happen. They're going to say, oh, what do you know? FTX, look, FTX. I don't know how it happened. This cryptocurrency, it failed. Turns out the super bizarre founder of the company, who's an illicit drug user, turns out uh, he wasn't. He was he was unregulated, and he was allowed to uh, run out there without regulation. And and he yes, he did, did donate a lot of money to the Democrats. But you know, golly, we didn't see this coming. And then they're going to say, "Wow, what do you know? There's eighty trillion dollars missing." Right now, according to the Bank of International Settlements, I don't know if your listeners have caught that yet. The Bank of International Settlements has now said that we're, we're missing eighty trillion dollars. They're saying we 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 don't know where it went. We 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 don't know. They're saying that the the entire the global financial system is vulnerable right now because there's eighty trillion dollars missing 
Um, from the foreign for the from, from the foreign exchange market says the bank of international settlements which is like the uh, central bank of central banks and they're they're going to say well you know the only way to solve it is going to be uh you know involve implementing uh, the central bank digital currencies which is currency you can turn on or off based upon someone's allegiance to the narrative that's what's going to happen and how do you think people can protect themselves from that from or trying to get outside the system uh, one is you need to buy uh, gold and silver. I recommend people have gold and silver. They're not cu- stuck in the fiat currency. I think you really do need to have gold and silver and not be stuck in the fiat currency. I think the second thing that you you have to do is you, you got to make sure that you, um, as much as possible, are uh, independent of many of the systems we've come to depend upon because you're, you're going to watch this happen. I mean, New Zealand has gone full police state. So has uh, China. So has Australia. It, it's going to happen. Mm, okay so uh real hard money assets things like that um and wrapping up i heard you say that your uh business workshops and your your business outreach teaching people these um entrepreneurial skills is like a ministry um what do you hope to gain in this ministry what's your ultimate goal with the ministry of the great reset no no no. i'm talking about well just everything that you're putting out um as far as like business you know your your business uh books and things like that well what i'm trying to do is i uh have always been focused on trying to teach people how to not become poor because uh i grew up poor and i know what that's like that's kind of my was my main focus and then with the great reset it's kind of hard to have a successful company if you're not allowed to have a company so i'm uh trying to stop the great reset to the greatest extent i can because most people don't know that it's happening okay and i'm sorry i, I wanted to touch on one last thing because i know sure. you're uh, short on time yeah. um you're currently involved in a lawsuit with Eric Coomer, who is, I don't know if he's the owner of Dominion Voting. Uh, he's the uh, former head of security and strategy of Dominion, okay. uh, a man who drove a moving vehicle into a parked building while intoxicated during the middle of the day. Uh, a man who posted on social media that he doesn't uh, have much uh, affection for uh, Trump supporters or conservatives. And uh, the, uh, so he is saying that the Reawaken America tour and the speakers on the tour have defamed him. Okay. And he's suing you because of that, because you made some claims or the speakers made some claims. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's a security of Dominion voting. He used to be the former head of security oh. and strategy of Dominion. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that says a lot of he's in charge of security and he doesn't like a certain group of uh, voters. Um, I should say a lot. Anyway, uh, thank you, Clay, for your time. Um, can you plug your site one more time for listeners? Yeah, it's a uh, time to freeamerica.com if you want to learn more about the Reawaken America tour. And then there's thrivetimeshow.com, thrivetimeshow.com if you want to learn about the upcoming workshops. We do them every two months. So you can come to one of these events. I've been doing these for 15 years. Uh, we have thousands of people that have come through the system and have gone on to become uh, very, very successful. So that's what we do. And, uh, you know, that's what I've been doing for a long, long time. And so I, I, uh, much in the way that you have people in your life that can sing a great song and you say, wow, you're good at singing. There's a certain combination of talent and skill. I think skill is acquired through working at something diligently until you master it. But there's also a certain of God-given talent that God's given you. And my particular skill set is I happen to be very good at uh, scaling businesses. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for your time today, Clay. Hey, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you and your listeners tuning in. And and I uh, uh, hope to meet you in the flesh one of these days. I do appreciate you. Absolutely. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye.